Good evening. It's nine o'clock, and this is Quietly Yours. What's it like to be the most hated woman in Britain? Well, we're about to take a peek into her life and find out in this creepy little tale that we call The Other Woman. Enjoy. It's November 3rd, 2017, 2.30pm. Josie Corrigan. How does it feel? How does what feel? Being the most hated woman in the country? Well, uh, yes, I suppose so. It doesn't really feel like anything. It is what it is. I have to say, you don't sound particularly remorseful. I'm in here, day and night, and I have been for 18 months. What do you want from me? Should I be walking around crying all day, seven days a week? Don't be stupid. Even if I wanted to, what good would it do? Like I say, it is what it is. You just gotta get on with it, don't you? An admirable attitude. Thanks. If you're feeling a bit down or your dog just died, your case is a little different, isn't it? You put yourself in this situation. You got yourself locked up. And I don't think many people have much sympathy for you right now. I don't need the sympathy. I don't really care if they have sympathy or not. What good would it do me? Well, I, I think most people going through a difficult situation like to get a little sympathy. They like to know that people are thinking of them, that people care. Ah, but of course, you're not going through a difficult situation, are you? This situation is all your own doing. Look, if I'm just doing this interview so I can get attacked, if you... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> Look, I ain't expecting you to be my best friend or anything. Don't get me wrong. But we've both got something to gain here, don't we? You get your readers or your listeners, your clicks or whatever it is that you're after, and I get to tell my side at story. It's a what's it? A mutually beneficial business arrangement. So about a bit of professionalism, hmm? Uh, of course. Oh, God, I'd kill for a cig. But you can't smoke in here. Or at least I tell you you can't smoke in here. I question that rule because the thing is, I ain't smoked before they lock me up. And now look at me. Addicted. Funny that. Ain't you got any questions then? Uh, well, I think the first thing I'm curious about is why you're doing this. You said you wanted to get your story out, but why? There's lots of stuff out there. Things papers have said, that sort of thing. Half of it's nonsense. So I thought I'd just tell them up the story myself. Then people can hear my reasons. My real reasons. Reasons? Yeah, reasons. Everyone's got reasons. Maybe they're not good reasons to you, but that don't mean they're not reasons. Okay, uh, well, I think it might help if you start from the beginning. What's the beginning? The morning before? The wedding night? The day I was born? Uh, well, why don't you start by telling me how you met Stuart? 
It was a fun fair. I was trying one of them games, you know, the one where you have to throw a ball into a bucket and they look really easy, but they're rigged. Well, luck must have been on my side that day because it went right in on target and I got biggest prize. I mean, you've seen the kind of crap they've got hanging up there. Prizes aren't hardly all that, but I was happy just to have one. You know me, never a quiet person, so I'm screaming at the top of my lungs and excitedly waving my hands around like this. And, of course, I wave them right into Stuart. My hand killed. But he came off worse. Gave him a black eye, as a matter of fact. He played it up. I told him I'd buy him a drink or something to make it up to him. And we hit it off from there. We got to know each other and then we were inseparable. And how long were you two together? Almost ten years now. Not bad, really. Eight years, though. That's what you mean, ain't it? From the day we met until the day I ended up in here. It were eight years. But it's ten years now, you said. Does that mean the two of you are still in contact? Yeah, of course we are. We're still married, you know. <laughs> yes, but nonetheless, I, I think that would surprise a lot of people. We love each other, and yeah... A lot's happened. No one's saying it hasn't. But we all make mistakes, don't we? I've forgiven him and we're moving on. Can't just live in the past. What was it that drew the two of you together? The media has been painting you to be quite the odd couple. And what a load of bullshit. Finley Vale classism. That's what that is. He went to uni and I barely finished school. He works in an office and I... Well, you can pick up any paper if you want. All the details on that. They say we're an odd couple, that we don't look like we match. What they mean is, why doesn't he have a proper wife, a richer wife? And where's her real husband? The one in joggers and uddy. Bullshit. That's all any of that is. Do yourself a favour and pick up a book. Leave the Daily Mail in bin where it belongs. You married less than a year after you first met, didn't you? We did. There didn't see much point in waiting around. We both wanted the same things. Settle down, get married, have a few kids. And everything had just been going perfectly. We were completely in love. I don't know what more you can ask for, really. So yeah, we got married. Nothing big or fancy or anything. We're not made of money. We never really cared about anything like that. We both always said, as long as your friends and your family are there, what more do you want? Weddings have just become these big soulless things. They drain your bank account and leave you with what? Happy memories. Memories of what? Your family, your friends, the vows, the speeches. I don't want to shit on your parade, love. I see the engagement ring. All I'm saying is, those are the things you're going to remember. And the one thing they have in common is they're all free. You ain't going to look through your photo book in 30 years and say, Oh, look at the cake. Look at the silverware. Look how tender that fucking veal is. Come on. You're going to be looking at the people. So why not cut out all that superfluous nonsense and keep it simple? Superfluous nonsense? Sorry, you should edit that out. Replace it with stupid shit or something that'll be more on character. You have a point, though, about keeping it simple. It's just how we lived our lives. If you love each other, you don't need any of that. Sounds like the two of you were completely head over heels. We always have been. So then, where did it all start to go wrong? Tell me about that. Well, I knew something was wrong initially because his behaviour changed. I didn't know what it was at that point. I just knew something was wrong. 
I'm not proud of it now. In hindsight, but I just didn't say anything. In my head, I told myself I was overthinking everything. So I just let it carry on. What changed? Time. He went on and on and on. I would wake up in the middle of the night and he'd be gone. Just an empty space in the bed where he should be. He thought he was getting away with it. And that I had no idea. He thought he was some secret mastermind and he could sneak around with someone else and I'd be none the wiser. Please. He's smart. He's not that smart. So you knew what he was up to by that point? Yeah. Known for a while. Tried to justify it to myself. I told myself he loved me and that it didn't matter what he did with anyone else. It wasn't about me. It wouldn't change the way he felt about me. I don't think you can just throw a marriage away like that. Well, you can, I suppose. That doesn't mean you should. You've come this far. You've made vows to see it through. There's nothing so bad that you can't get past it and that you can't make your marriage work. You don't think he crossed a line? Of course he did. That's not what I'm saying. You're not listening. I'm saying you can't just throw your marriage away. That comes first. The vows you made come first. And you should do everything you can to make that relationship work. I think most people would feel that your husband was the one who did that. That he should be the one to blame and that you pointed your anger in the wrong direction. Yeah, I know. That's what most people think. Most people think that if they were in this situation, they would want to flay him alive. But I'm saying, what good would it do? But it's not as though you chose a non-violent option. No, no it isn't. Not perfect. I got angry. Everyone would be angry in that situation. I wanted to scream. I wanted to hit. I wanted to act out. And yes, okay, I wanted to hit him. I wanted to punch him right in his smug face. He'd put me through this. He'd hurt me. He'd made me suffer. And I wanted him to suffer in return. What good would it do? No. No. I didn't want to do that. So you directed your anger elsewhere? I'm not proud. I'm not saying I am. If I was thinking clearly, well, I might not have done it. But I wasn't thinking clearly, was I? I was angry. So, so angry. Angry at him. Sure. I was angry at him. But more than anything, I was angry at her. Over a year now, he'd been sneaking around with her, thinking I don't know. Maybe he's right. Maybe he did it well. Maybe it was more than a year. Two years. Three years. More. I don't know. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm his wife. I'm the one in bed at night, trying to sleep alone, but wide awake, wide awake, waiting for him to come back. But he never does. Not until morning, because he's too busy here. Too busy with that little whore. Um, had you been planning to do it for long? Planning to do what? Oh, come on. Don't look at me like that. It's a joke. You need to lighten up. How long had I been planning to murder her? Is that what you're trying to ask? Yes, it is. I think you need new batteries. What? Your recorder just died. Oh, oh no, no, it's just out of space. Uh, it needs a new SD card. I have one in my bag. They don't normally let bags in here, you know? In case anyone tries to smuggle anything in or out, they must trust you, Ma. Or more likely it has to do with the fact that we're surrounded by more guards than I can count right now. 
Does it make you uncomfortable talking about the murder? No. It makes most people uncomfortable. Uh, yes, well, it's my job. I didn't plan it to answer your question. It wasn't planned at all. Uh, j- just a second. Uh, let me... Of course. Of course. Won't want to miss out on the gory details. Gotta get them on tape. What? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I mean, yes, but... Oh, it's not going to be that kind of story. It's not... It's going to be tasteful. I want to talk about the crime. I want to paint a picture of you, a truthful picture of you. It's not about the gore. It's not sensational. Don't worry, I know. I've read some of your past work. You have? Yeah, most of it, actually. I like it. You're very good. You can consider me a fan. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? Having a murderer amongst your fans? No. Of course it does. It should. You wouldn't be human if it didn't make you at least a bit uncomfortable. Wouldn't be human? Does that mean you don't count yourself as human? Okay. You won't be a good human. Do you consider yourself a bad human? I don't think I necessarily believe in good humans and bad humans. There's good things and there's bad things. Good acts and bad acts. And then there's just humans. If you want to call me a bad human, I'm not going to hold that against you. To me, I'm just a human and I've done a bad thing. I'm not going to try and get out of that. Believe me, this, this isn't to justify myself. To say I was right to kill her. I just want people to understand why. What led me to do it? What led me to take her life? The jealousy, the anger, was so, so angry. More angry than I've ever been in my life. And I snapped. Like I said, I wasn't planning on it. I wasn't planning to kill her, but then the opportunity came around. The anger started building. Thinking about him and her together. And this intense hatred started to bubble up inside me. Anger and hatred. And I snapped. That's when I did it. It was on impulse. She was there, I knew I could do it. And so, and so I did. And then afterwards? Afterwards? <sighs> I wish, I wish I could say I felt sorry or remorseful or bad in any way, but I didn't. I felt relieved and I felt happy. All I was thinking was, he's mine. He's mine again. And I was glad. That thought made me happy. You say... You said you wish you'd felt remorse. Why is that? I wanted to think that there was something good underneath it all. Well, I'm not sure there is. I think I'm broken. Because I should have felt something, shouldn't I? Should have felt something looking down at her body floating there. She didn't even look dead. She looked like she was sleeping. And I see that image in my mind every time I look in the mirror. She had my hair, you see. Everyone always said it. Ever since she was about two. This chubby little toddler with this giant mane of curly blonde hair. Just like mine. She got my hair and her dad's eyes. And every time I look in the mirror, every time I look at my hair, I flash back to that moment looking at her little body floating in the bathtub. 
sleeping. And I want to feel bad. And I want to be sad. To be angry. To be hurt. To feel anything. Anything at all. But I don't. I don't feel anything. So I tell myself, it is what it is. It is what it is and you just got to get on with it. Is there anything else you need for the interview? Uh, no, I think we've covered everything. Uh, thank you. No need. I can't wait to read it. Will you make sure I get a copy when it comes out? Uh, yes, I'll have that arranged. Brilliant. And if you do need anything else, if there's anything else to ask, feel free to call me. After all, I'm not exactly going anywhere anytime soon, am I? No. I suppose you're not. Well, now you know all about the other woman and how she died. I promise you that next week's episode is a little cheerier, but I think we both know it won't be. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr to keep up to date on when new episodes are released. And check out our website at daffodillies.co.uk slash quietly yours. Until next time, I am quietly yours and you are quietly mine.